What is up, everybody? This is another new episode of Sports and Stuff. I am your host, Parker Garash. We're going to get right into all things NBA today. There's been a ton of stuff with NBA trades going down, a lot of blockbusters, and uh, I would say game-changing moves that have happened uh, so far this week. Also, the NBA draft happened Wednesday night. Um, Many trades went down that night as well. And we have NBA free agency starting in about two and a half hours West Coast time. So I'm going to go through two articles that Bleacher Report has recently uploaded. There are six expectations for free agency and the winners and losers of this past NBA draft. So we're going to get right into it as well as my pros and cons from each trade that has happened so far. I know we talked about that a little bit last episode, but I just feel like there's been so much activity that has been going on in the league so far that I just want to get into all things NBA. So I hope you guys are ready and let's get right into the show. All right, so we're going to get right into the first Bleacher Report article, which is their final predictions for 2020 NBA free agency. I already looked through this. So we're going to go through each topic that they have. Um, really interesting article uh, is by their NBA staff that was uploaded today. So it's, it's all new. It's all fresh. And uh, there's a lot of interesting things that uh, they think are going to happen. The first one they have is the, they say the Warriors are going to chase Tristan Thompson. Here's my thing on Tristan Thompson. I think he's good, but he needs to be on the right team. There has been reports that the Lakers, Clippers, and Raptors um, have been looking at him, uh, possibly signing him for the uh, mid-level exception contract. I believe that's between 9 and $10 million depending on the team. But... um. I don't know if the Warriors can do this. I know they have a ton of money, especially being in Silicon Valley of San Francisco, but I just don't know why they would do this move. They already they already have James Wiseman, which we're going to get into with the winners and losers of the 2020 NBA draft, but also they have Kevon Looney as well as their backup center. So I know he probably brings a more veteran experience, but also Kevon Looney is, um, if I'm not wrong a two-time NBA champion coming off the bench for these Warriors so he has experience too they also got Draymond Green Marquise Chris they they have a young but veteran like uh front court experience which I think might help him a lot sadly of course the news of Clay Thompson tearing his his uh right his right legs Achilles tendon I absolutely broke my heart for him I'm praying for him that he comes back Better than ever. I don't. I don't know if he will. It's really tough to come back full strength after two injuries like he has suffered with the ACL and now the Achilles tendon. But I don't think this is going to happen. I think he's going to end up on the Raptors because the Raptors are going to lose Serge Ibaka to another top contender. Maybe the Nets. I've heard. I've heard also the Heat and the Lakers as well. But um, yeah, I I just don't see it happening. I understand why they would want him, but. I just don't see it happening. The next one is the Hawks give Gordon Hayward the bag. Um, This is an interesting one. The Hawks possess more cap space than any other NBA team entering free agency with a a very large amount of $44 million in their cap space this year. Uh, I just... I think it would help Atlanta a lot because a lot of their wings are very young. I don't like this move necessarily. I personally think they should go after Montrez Harrell. The reason I say that, that's defense for them. And they really, really need to focus on defense 
Um, I believe in this free agency. They drafted Onyeka Okongu, who was one of Lamelo Ball's high school teammates, a standout at USC this year, to go into that really uh, backup center. I think Trez can start the power forward for them. So if you look at their starting five, it would be Trey Young, um, Kevin Hoyter, I believe his last name is, uh, DeAndre Hunter, Trez, and Clint Capella with Onyeka coming off the bench and whoever else they add. I believe they really need a, a true power forward and a backup point guard to give them direction. There's been talks of also Bogdan Bogdanovich going there with um, the messy trade that has happened with uh, the Milwaukee Bucks that actually didn't go through. Such a Sacramento Kings thing to do. But this would be an interesting move. More shooting, more scoring for this Hawks team. But less defense, I feel like, especially with the injuries that Gordon Hayward has suffered uh, these past couple of years. So I, I just don't like that, to be honest with you guys. Um, the next one is the Knicks give near max money to Fred Van Vliet. Yes, I think the Knicks should go after Fred Van Vliet. No, I don't think they should give him a near max contract. He is extre- he's an extremely good point guard. Uh, this could help their team a lot. They drafted Obi Toppin, which I think was a great move. Um... But they, they do need a true point guard in this system, especially with Tom Thibodeau. Fred is the perfect point guard for this team. I've also heard the, the Pistons might go after him. I don't think it's going to happen now with the Pistons, especially after drafting Killian Hayes and having Derrick Rose to really mentor him into becoming the next uh, good point guard for the Pistons. But I think it makes total sense for, the, for Van Vliet to go to the Knicks and for the Knicks to go and get him. I love the move of him going there and leaving the Raptors. I just don't think he is worth um, max dollars. But if that's what it takes to get him, I mean, might as well do it. The Knicks freed up $40 million in cap space after releasing seven of their players uh, these past two days. So they have the money to do it. I would do it. I don't know if he's worth $30 million. I would give him 20 a year for sure. I would give him a four-year $80 million contract if I'm the Knicks, but I would definitely not try to put all my money in a point guard that they don't they don't know would work out. So it could be either a bad Knicks, mix, Knicks move again, or this can work out extremely, extremely well. The next topic is Clippers poach a crosstown rival. The Hawks are, mo- are rumored to be Rajon Rondo's next home which I think would be great for Trey Young especially. I really want him on the Hawks just for the reasons of learning uh, for Trey, of Trey Young being able to learn from Rajon Rondo. He's a two-time NBA champion now, great floor general, and this is something the Hawks need. And this is talking about the Clippers going after him. Hell no. Absolutely not. Um, you wanted Pat Beverly and Reggie Jackson Keep those guys. Don't you dare try getting Rondo because you got um, blown out again. Um, you're you're an embarrassing franchise. You've never made it past the second round. This would never help you in the long run. Rondo and Pat Bev don't really like each other. Uh, if this is really what Kawhi wants, Kawhi should have went to the Lakers last offseason. Like there was reports coming out between the Raptors, Lakers, and Clippers. Um, this was this is not a good move. Well, it, it's a great move, but I don't want it to happen. If they can get him um, on the Clippers, it definitely adds some worry for the Lakers, I believe. Of course, they traded for Dennis Schroeder this 
past week, which I thought was a great move personally. But that they made that move because they made that move because they don't know if Rajon Rondo will come back. I hope he does. Um, I also have Bra- Bra- uh, Avery Bradley comes back as well. But I just I don't want this to happen. I'd rather him go to the Hawks and mentor uh, Trey Young. But that that's just my opinion on that. The next one, the Mavs get gritty and go and get Danilo Gallinari. The Mavs, to me, made an interesting move going and trading Seth Curry away for Josh Richardson. I understand you bring in Josh Green and Tyrell Terry in the draft, which I, which I, I think are going to be great moves um, in the long run. It's just, it's really sad that um, Seth is now a, a sixer. I think it's going to be fun for Seth to be there especially with his father-in-law coaching and Doc Rivers. This is something I would love to see. The Mavs have the money to go and get Gallinari. They have um, really the the space for him. I believe he could help out a lot. They would probably move Kristaps Porzingis uh, to that center position, bringing Dwight Powell and Maxi Kleber off the bench to probably solidify that second-string uh, front court. But if you look at the starting lineup, it would be Luca, Josh Richardson, Tim Hardaway Jr., Danilo Gallinari, and Kristaps Porzingis. That's a scary five. That's a very good defensive group of uh, five players. With you got Dorian Finney-Smith, Dwight Powell, Josh Green, and Tyrell Terry coming off your bench. That's a good nine. That's a very very good nine. And I would be scared um, if I'm the Clippers. If even if I'm the Lakers the Warriors, the Nuggets, the Trailblazers, the Suns. Um, This would be a move that would probably shake up the Western Conference in the long run. The last one is Carmelo Anthony joins LeBron James. (sighs) If this happens, I don't want to be a Laker fan anymore. Just because I don't want this to be like a LeBron reunion team where he just brings all his friends to come play with him one last time. Um... I I understand why they would do it. Melo is in the bottom of, of his career. This would probably be his last year at, in the NBA, I think. And LeBron is really just doing him a favor. After the Warriors lose Klay Thompson, I think the Lakers are the clear frontrunner for the NBA championship again. With the Bucks losing Bogdanovich, who the hell knows what's going to happen uh, with the Nets. But I, I just... I don't want this to happen. I don't. I wouldn't like this if it would happen, but I also wouldn't be surprised if this happened. Melo is a guy that is was great in his prime. Um, should have went to Chicago instead of staying staying with the Knicks because we all know how that worked out. But he played great in Portland, and I believe he needs to stay in a system like Portland where he can get a shot, contribute on defense, and be a leader to young guys. This is not going to be a young team um, with the Los Angeles Lakers if they do this and bring in Melo. They got Schroeder, they got Caruso, Kuzma, LeBron, AD, Melo, uh, JaVel McGee, and whoever else they bring. Like it's a championship roster. I just don't want this to happen. I don't think it'd be it would be good at all um, in the future of the Lakers and for this season especially. But I hope you guys like that topic. We're going to take a quick break and get right into the winners and the losers of the NBA draft. All right, winners and losers 
of Wednesday night's NBA draft. It was a shocking one, to say the least, um, with some of the things that went down um, la- on Wednesday night. I was going to say last night. I don't know why. It's Friday. Here's the first winner, the Detroit Pistons. Um, before Wednesday night, they probably had the worst put-together roster in the league with only their two good like with two good players in Derrick Rose and Blake Griffin. Now, if this was 2010, the Pistons would be an Eastern Conference contender with a fresh young Blake Griffin and an MVP caliber Derrick Rose. But we're 2020 going on in 2021. They needed some youth in this team. They went out and got a French point guard in Killian Hayes who is now the future point guard of this team. You go out and get a young center in Isaiah Stewart from Washington, and you go and get more size for the front court in Sadiq Bay, playing that three and D type guy. These are great moves for the Detroit Pistons. They will not be like right now moves, but if they tank again and they get a Jalen Green, a Josh Christopher in next year's draft, um, that is a team for the future that is going to be messed with. Troy Weaver, their new general manager, did a lot of great things. They gave up Luke Kennard, which I understand he's now a clipper, but I I love the moves that this team made um, on Wednesday night. Loser, Minnesota Timberwolves, according to Bleacher Report. They drafted Anthony Edwards. I understand it. Bleacher Report is saying in this, hold on, there it goes. The Minnesota Timberwolves were looking to trade right until the clock was running out at number one. They clearly didn't have great confidence in any of the perceived number one overall candidates. But the Wolves couldn't find a trade partner, mostly because no other team seemed willing to give up assets for Anthony Edwards, James Wiseman, or LaMelo Ball. So Minnesota settled on Edwards, who shot 40% from the floor and whose Georgia Bulldogs finished 13th place among 14 teams in the SEC. While there is no denying Edwards' talent, there are questions about his potential to apply and maximize it. How will he perform as a number three option in an unfamiliar off-ball role? He struggled as a spot-up shooter at Georgia and produced most when given a green light to fire contested pull-ups. So, I agree with this. I don't think Anthony Edwards is going to be that good of a player. If he can really become what his his college coach said, because his college coach coached Victor Oladipo and Dwayne Wade, he says he can become that. But he needs a coach that is going to go after him and make him work for the minutes. So I think it's going to be interesting to see what Minnesota does. I understand where they um, where they're saying this, and I do agree that they are a loser for this draft. Winner James Wiseman, absolutely. James Wiseman got drafted by the Golden State Warriors with the second overall pick. He is in the best possible situation for an NBA rookie, a top NBA rookie. He gets to play with Steph Curry and Draymond Green uh, and be coached by Steve Kerr. This is going to be a great fit for them. They needed a big, big. Uh, Wiseman is 7-1. There's been questions about his abilities, I think, um, since he only got to play three college games before dropping out and prepping for the draft, which was an interesting move to say the least. But I, I totally agree that this is going to be um, a win in the in the books for the future. Loser draft trackers. We're not going to get into that. It, it was difficult to say that. Winner, 
again, we're going to go to winner because the loser one was just all the analysis people. The winner for this is the Charlotte Hornets drafting LaMelo Ball. This is a funny winner. If you remember from a couple years ago, uh, LaMelo's dad, LaVar, said he could beat Michael Jordan um, in a one-on-one match, which is interesting to say the least. But now LaMelo is a Charlotte Hornet. He's going to play beside Devontae Graham, Malik Monk, P.J. Washington, uh, what's his name? Miles Bridges. This is going to be an interesting, interesting free agency period. I believe they need to go after guys like uh, Montrez Harrell and Jeremy Grant to solidify the front court. If they do that, uh, they are good for the future. He They announced that LaMelo is going to wear number two uh, for the Hornets, which is an interesting move. But I agree that they are a winner. Another winner, they say, is the Philadelphia 76ers, and the loser is the Houston Rockets. Let's see why. For the draft, Harden unloaded, um, press, oh no, what's his name? Daryl Morey unloaded the ill fitting Al Horford to the Oklahoma City Thunder for Danny Green and Terrence Ferguson. Morey had to attach draft picks, of course, um, and the rights to Vasil Machich, I believe his last name is to get OKC to take that contract, but it was worth it to get rid of a pact that was previously thought to be in, uh, I don't even know these words. Basically, what they're saying is they're a winner because they went and got Tyrese Maxey, Danny Green, Seth Curry, and Terrence Ferguson and got to unload Al Horford's contract, which I believe is a win. The reason they're saying the Rockets are a loser is because they couldn't make a trade. Supposedly, Harden is wanting out of Houston. And yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see what this Rockets team does in the foreseeable future. The next winner, they say, is the Sacramento Kings. No, I don't think so. Um, they drafted Tyrese Halliburton, which to me brings up questions of their future with De'Aaron Fox. Um, Bogdan Bogdanovich is definitely leaving this Kings team. So is Buddy Heald. Buddy Heald has announced he wants to go to the Mavericks, which is not going to happen because the Mavericks just added a bunch of shooting. And may- maybe they go after him. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they just unloaded Steph Curry's, uh, Seth Curry's contract. So, but this, I don't like this move for the Kings. I don't think Hal, Halberton was probably the best available prospect. That's why they took him. And maybe they're trying to fit him alongside De'Aaron Fox, but I just don't see it working out in the foreseeable future. Well, that is all for their winners and losers on Bleacher Report. We're going to take a quick break and get into my winners and losers of each trade that has happened so far and the pros and cons from each one. So I hope you guys are ready and let's get right into it. All right, all right, all right. We have a ton of NBA trades to go through and we're going to start from the very beginning of this week's activity on Monday, starting with the LA Lakers getting Dennis Schroeder or Schroeder for um, and the Lakers trading away Danny Green in the number 28th uh, draft pick. This is a great move for the Lakers. They needed a point guard. Like I said in last um, episode, this was a trade because they think Rondo is leaving. I think personally this is going to be an upgrade um, for the future and for this upcoming season. Schroeder can shoot better than uh, Rondo. He probably will play better defense and he's younger. So there's more 
youth in his legs. So again, this is a great trade for the Lakers and a decent trade um, for the Thunder. The next one was Bruce Brown to the Nets for Dezanin Musa uh, to the Pistons and a 2021 second round pick via the Toronto Raptors. Um, this is a trade basically based around if Joe Harris is leaving or not. Uh, the Nets want to bring back Joe Harris. I don't know necessarily what this is going to do. This is just the Nets getting greedy and getting another guard that can play defense. And I like it both ways. The Nets, the Pistons are rebuilding and the Nets are contending for a championship. So they need all the defense they can get. Next trade was the big blockbuster of the week. Chris Paul heading to the Phoenix Suns with Abdel Nader as well. To the, um, to the Phoenix Suns, as well as the Oklahoma City Thunder, receiving Ubre, Rubio, Ty Jerome, Jalen LeCue, and a 2022 first-round pick. Great trade for the Suns. Great trade for the Thunder. Uh, they got another first-round pick, which is like the Thunder. You know, they, they love their first-round picks. They have, what, like 18 now, I believe, from now until 2026. They're rebuilding for the future and get a build around Gilgis Alexander. The Suns are trying to get into the playoffs for the first time in 10 years. Great trade for both ways. We're going to get into Rubio and Ubre in just a little bit as well. They got moved um, to different teams. Next one, Rockets traded away Covington to Portland uh, for Trevor Reza, a bunch of picks. And so we're going we're to get into this one. The Trailblazers made a good move because they're probably not going to bring back Melo. Uh, so their starting five will concede of Lillard, McCollum, Covington, Zach Collins, and Yusuf Nurkic with Wendon Gabriel, Gary Trent Jr., Anthony Simmons or Simons. And uh, yeah, they just, they got better. I believe the Rockets got worse because they traded away everything they got to the Pistons, which we're going to get into in a bit. But um, this is just, it's a good trade for the Blazers. Again, bad trade for the Rockets. The Bucks uh, grabbed Drew Holiday from the Pelicans, but this is an interesting move because they didn't get Bogdan Bogdanovich. So again, the the Bucks traded away Eric Bledsoe, George Hill, 2020 first round pick, a 2024 first round swap right, a 2025 first round pick, a 2026 swap pick and a 2027 first round pick one two three they basically traded away five first round picks for drew holiday drew holiday hasn't been an all-star in like 10 years it feels like um this is a win now mode move for the bucks i think it'll work out i don't think Giannis will stay i think he's going to end up leaving but again and I think the Pelicans are going to trade away Bledsoe and Hill. They just drafted Kyra Lewis. They have Lonzo Ball. And now they have Bledsoe and George Hill. Very packed backcourt, as well as having Frank Jackson and J.J. Redick with them. Uh, the Knicks moved up in, uh, to number 23 in the draft. They drafted uh, Leandro Bomaro, which I think he's staying overseas for another year or two, to the Jazz. For uh, the Jazz received Yudoka as a Buki from Kansas and Saban Lee as well. This is just another trade for the Knicks. I think they traded this away uh, and drafted Emmanuel quickly, I believe, um, is another future trade we're going to see. But this is, again, 
a good trade for both. The Jazz needed another front court guy. They traded away Tony Bradley, which we're going to get into in just a few minutes. Um, they needed a big guy to be able to play when they needed when they uh, take Gobert to the bench. So again, I, I don't really know how I feel about those trades. Uh, the Bucks traded a second round pick, or the Buc- sorry, the Bucks get Jordan Nuora from Louis uh, from Louisville. And the Orlando Magic got a t- protected 2022 second-round pick and a 2026 second-round pick from Milwaukee. Interesting trade for the Bucks. Another big guy. Um, yeah, just super interesting. These Bucks making trades like this. Um, the Sixers send Al Horford to the Oklahoma City Thunder for Danny Green and Terrence Ferguson. This was a trade I did not see coming. I understand. Um, the Sixers just went and got shooting, tons and tons of shooting, um, this draft and through these trades, which we're going to get into another one in just a few minutes, um, rebuilding thunder. They got the rights to a guy. I have no clue who he is. And they got Theo Maladon, which is a young point guard from France and a 2025 first round pick for Danny Green, who they, they weren't going to keep and Terrence Ferguson, which is kind of interesting. They let him go, but again, they just want draft picks. They want to build for the future. And I'm okay with that. I really am. And the Sixers are in win-now mode getting tons and tons of shooting. Here's the trade I was talking about, Trevor Ariza. Uh, the Rockets traded Trevor Ariza and their number 16 pick, Isaiah Stewart, to the Pistons, who we talked about in the winners of the trade for the Detroit Pistons. And the Rockets got a future first-round pick and a 2021 second-round pick. Uh, win for the Pistons l for the rockets again it's just as simple as that uh the next one is the timberwolves got um ricky rubio back with a 20 they got oh sorry emmanuel quickly who is dealt in the okay never mind ricky rubio went to the timberwolves james johnson supposedly is going to the thunder the thunder also got a 2020 first round pick who they drafted this year european guy alexage Pokusiki or something like that. I don't know how to say his last name. And the Timberwolves also got Jaden McDaniels as well. All right, next trade. What do we have next? Ah, the big three-team trade that happened. So, the Brooklyn Nets end up getting Landry Shamit from the LA Clippers. The Clippers get Luke Kennard and Justin Patton as well as 2023, 2024, 2025, 2026, second round picks all via port uh detroit and the pistons get roddy magruder and sadiq bay pistons rebuild they get a young guy great clippers get an okay shooter and the nets get another okay shooter i think the pistons in the long run are going to win this trade and the nets are just getting greedy with shooters as well as the clippers i, I don't really know how i feel about this trade besides the pistons winning Timberwolves trade up to draft Leandro Bolmaro, which is what we talked about. And the Knicks get a first-round pick, which they ended up drafting Emmanuel quickly. Win for both. Both teams are rebuilding. Both like The Knicks are truly, truly in rebuilding mode. There's enough talk about this. They're one piece away from a championship, and the media just talking about how they need to get stars. They need to rebuild and really press into this youth. And I think it's going to do great things for them. I think Tom Toto is going to get this team right into shape and uh, i'm excited for the knicks as well as the timberwolves future 
Next trade. The Denver Nuggets got the number 24 pick in the draft, who they selected RJ Hampton from the U.S., and he played for the New Zealand uh, the New Zealand something. I forget their name. And the Pelicans got a lottery-protected 2023 first-round pick. Again, the Pelicans and Thunder are basically stacking up on every future draft pick you can imagine. Um, the Nuggets getting a great young piece, a great young backup point guard that Jamal Murray and Monte Morris can really mold into being the sixth man uh, this team needs. So I like the trade for the Nuggets. Here's the Tony Bradley trade we're talking about. The Utah Jazz getting a future pick in cash. The Pistons getting Tony Bradley and the number 38 pick in the draft, which they took Saban Lee. So interesting trade for the Pistons. Another just, I, I, I really, really actually like what the Pistons have been doing, just getting young talent and building for the future. It's going to work out. It truly is. It's truly going to work out um, in the next five years, I believe. Uh, next one, the Grizzlies got TCU's Desmond Bain, who's one of the best shooters in the draft, supposedly. I had no clue about him. And the Boston Celtics, who had that pick at two future seconds, uh, and the Grizzlies get Baines. I like it. I like what the Grizzlies are doing. Again, a young, fun team. That's going to be really interesting to see how they do um, in this year's NBA season. Next one, the Knicks trade a 2023 second-round pick uh, to the Clippers. Oh, sorry. The Clippers get a 2020 second-round pick. They tra they drafted Daniel Oturo. I don't know where he's from. Really don't. Um, and the Knicks got a 2023 second-round pick. Sorry I got that mixed up. but So, again, Knicks are just grabbing assets. Clippers are getting a guy they probably won't play and send down to their G League, so... Uh, win for the Knicks, loss for the Clippers. Uh, here's the sad trade of the day. The Sixers get Seth Curry. The Mavericks get Josh Richardson and Tyler Bay. Great trade for Philly, getting tons of shooting. Interesting move for the Mavericks. They wanted defense. I'm assuming they got it. I mean, they got shooting back in Josh Green and Tyrell Terry. So I understand why they did this as well as Tim Hardaway buying into his uh, player option with $19 million. But um, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be really interesting to see both of these teams play. They will be playoff teams. I don't know where they will rank, though, um, with the rest of the teams in, in each conference. But great trade for both. I don't mind it at all. Um, here we go. The Hornets get... The 2020 second round pick rights of Nick Richards from University of Kentucky. And the Pelicans get a 2024 second round pick. Again, good trade for both. Hornets getting a ton of youth. Pelicans getting more picks than you can imagine. Oh, here's another great one. The Houston Rockets traded for Kenyon Martin Jr. Or KJ Martin as they call him. And the Kings get cash and a second round pick. Great trade for the Rockets. Finally getting a young guy in there that they could actually probably use as soon as the next season. And the Kings just being the Kings and getting money. I don't know why. Um, Clippers Nets exchanged some picks as well. Brooklyn getting Reggie Perry, the number 57 pick. And the Clippers getting Jay Scrub, who was the number one Juco player in the country. He was signed to Louisville and then dropped that to go into the NBA draft. Personally, I think he should have went to Louisville and played a year of college and upped his draft stock because he was the 55th pick out of 60 um, in this year's draft. So 
C minus really on both, kind of just whatever trades uh, for both teams. Uh, Pistons add another big man. So they now have Isaiah Stewart. They traded for Tony Bradley, and they also have now traded for Dwayne Dedman from the Atlanta Hawks, and the Hawks getting Kyrie Thomas and Tony Snell. Great trade for both. Um, well, not great, but just, just like they're they're understandable trades for both because now the Hawks have two centers in Okongu and Clint Capella. There was really no room for Dwayne Ded- Dedman. Um, but yeah, I, I it's, it's going to be interesting to see that. Uh, the OKC adds to the front court. They got Vincent Poirier from the Boston Celtics in the pit and the Celtics getting a second round pick. Um, the other big trade and last trade suppo- uh, of the day of the week so far, sorry, Kelly Oubre going to the Golden State Warriors for the Oklahoma City to, uh, from the Oklahoma City Thunder um, for a 2021 first round pick. I personally hate this trade for the Thunder. This is when I was like, okay, stop getting so many draft picks and actually try to do keep a roster together because really all you have now is Lou Gehrig's door. Uh, Hamu Diallo, Darius Baisley, and Shea Gildas-Alexander. You have Al Horford and Steven Adams, but it just doesn't make sense to trade away a guy you probably could have used. Uh, the Warriors needed this because Clay Thompson went out with a torn Achilles. It's great for the Warriors, crappy for the Thunder, in my opinion. They should have kept him and built around him and Gildas-Alexander. I think that would have been an awesome, awesome trade or a duo for the future, especially with how young they are. But um, that is all the news I have for the NBA today. Stay up to date with everything going on in free agency. Um, I could extend this and just wait till later today and do keep the rest tonight. I might do that. But uh, if not, I will see you guys next week. I might upload on Tuesday again or uh, Friday like I usually was prior to my quick break but i hope you guys have a great rest of your week and i will see you guys next week